Welcome to the Business with Bordeaux podcast, where we're bringing basic business tips to entrepreneurs and the future leaders of tomorrow. Let's get down to business. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of the Business with Bordeaux podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in to the first show at the beginning of a brand new year. This is exciting because it's it's a time where a lot of people kind of do that restart, the revamp, and I, I never tell people they should wait to the first of the year to do anything, but since we're already here, I feel like it's a great time to go ahead and get started. So I hope that you have some goals set for this year, as I stated in the last episode, and I hope you are doing what you need to do to achieve those goals, to go after those goals. And, you know, like I said, if you want some help, you want some accountability, hit me up and I'll help you do that. So the very first episode this year is an interview with a friend of mine that I've gotten to know this past year. Uh, he's He's been on the grind. He's been doing some things, some new things, some exciting things. So I wanted to get him on the show to talk about it. Uh, this week I have with me Mr. Eric Boston. I met him through Track Stars and he does uh, some other things outside of Track Stars. So I wanted to chit chat with him about that. Before we jump into the interview, though, I do want to thank Aaron Simpkins at truestrengthapparel.com. He has been a faithful supporter of the show since day one. So shout out to him. Again, truestrengthapparel.com. Head over there if you want to get your clothing, gear, and any type of apparel you're looking for. Also, LT Smith, uh, thank you for your support. Make sure you go check his music out, as well as Jay Sannon, another great supporter of mine. Both of their, uh, they have music in the description for the show. So if you want to go check out their music, you can do so there. And yeah, so that's it for the intro. Let's go ahead and dive into the interview with Eric Boston uh, from Trackstars and 520 Collective. Alrighty, welcome back to another interview here on the Business with Bordeaux podcast. Have a guest with me this week. Uh, I've worked with them for probably a little over a year now over with the uh, the Trackstars crew and uh, as a part of Nectar Distribution as well. Uh, he and I got a lot in common and we figured we might as well do a podcast interview together and talk about some of those things because uh, we both kind of you know have side hustles going on, married, kids, college, XYZ. Uh, this week I have with me Eric Boston. How's it going, man? Oh man, I'm great, man. We just got back to to work here uh, today, actually, uh, after a nice little winter break, and just looking forward to talking with you, Jason. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. It's good to have you on the show. Uh, glad we're finally able to get this scheduled. This will be the first interview of 2019. So awesome. I don't know if that's something to congratulate you for. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, probably I'll take anything I can get. Yeah, man. But uh, but, you know, there's um, you know, we both have, you know, regular. Uh, well, technically, my job's not a daytime job. It's a nighttime job. But we both have regular jobs on type of side hustles. And, uh, and so I, th I thought it'd be good just for us to kind of, you know, just just have a conversation about what that looks like, because I think a lot of people, you know, they they're they're married with kids. They have regular full-time jobs, and they just really want to do something else, but feel like they might be restricted. Like, did you ever feel that way, uh, kind of getting started with whatever? Um, I mean, a little bit. You know, it's one of those things where whenever you've got a wife and kids that, you know, they need some of that time from you is obviously – you got to get that buy-in from them. Otherwise it's not going to work no matter what it is you're trying to do. And, um, I think that's the, the best thing that worked for me is like, you know, having those conversations with my wife, getting her involved in the process and her seeing, you know, exactly what it is and that it truly was a passion. It wasn't just something that I was doing to, 
you know, take up time away from something else just because I'd rather be doing something else. Um, you know, that, that'd be the, the suggestion I would make to people is like, whenever you're going in and you're in this situation, because you already have at least 40 hours of your week taken up with your, uh, nine to five job, you know, make sure you're partnering with those family members as you look to pursue those passions that you have. Yeah, man, that's, uh, that's good. That's good. And, uh, and just speaking of kind of the things you do on the side, you know, we, we mentioned track stars and nectar distribution, but even aside from that, you started, uh, out of the pen baseball, uh, which is a, a website. And also, uh, do you, are you still doing the podcast with the uh, MTMV sports? Uh, yeah, we are doing that. It's the out of the pen podcast. Uh, we're doing that every other week at this point. Gotcha. Uh, yeah, pretty cool. Me and uh, my co-host is Andy Ziga. He's a friend that I've had for almost 20 years. Uh, we both work at the same school in our day jobs. Uh, so it works out pretty well where just like every other Wednesday, we get together and we record a podcast um, in my classroom, actually. So Cool, cool. And, uh, and kind of the other newer thing that seems to be uh, kind of more on the forefront is uh, you're the uh, you know CEO founder of the 520 Collective. And so, which is, is kind of becoming a big thing now. And, uh, if anybody hadn't looked it up yet, just, you know, go to www.520collectivespelledout.com and, uh, and, and kind of talk about, um, talk about the, what the idea behind that was and, uh, and where the name came from. For sure. For sure. And I, man, I don't know if it's a really a big deal yet but we, we've definitely have had some really good support right out of the gate which we're really thankful for um so how 520 kind of came about like you said i started uh early 2018 with track stars uh you know doing video submissions working with nectar distribution and by doing that i kind of formed some relationships with these uh independent artists within chh and talking to them you know we just started noticing some things that maybe could potentially be addressed. Um, one of them being that like, you know, for every artist that maybe has a support system in place, they have people that is helping them, you know, work towards that career. You had handfuls more that were just on their own doing it, trying to figure stuff out, um, looking for someone that would give them constructive feedback on what they're doing rather than just family and friends who were telling them that everything they was doing is great. And so that was kind of, you know, the, the need that we saw and that's where kind of 520 kind of came from. We wanted to be focused in on those independent artists, be able to give them support, help promote them, give them a place where they have a voice, um, you know, to share what they have going on or just, you know, get out there in front of people a little bit more. So we wanted to do that. Uh, and as we were looking at putting this together, you know, we started, we built a draft website uh, where we were playing with different things, you know, different elements that we could have available on there. And while we were doing that, we we're thinking, okay, what are we going to name this? Uh, and I read in Acts 520, it says, go and stand in the temple and tell the people all the words of this life. And it just really hit me. It, it connected with what we were trying to do. And for me, because in that chapter, you know, Paul and the apostles, they were imprisoned and they were, you know, released by essentially an angel, you know, came in and released them. And instead of 
going and trying to get somewhere safe. They went to the temple and were preaching to the people. And I look at, at it as, you know, within CHH, you have artists, for one, that want to go out and reach the lost. They want to reach the masses, which is great. Uh, but I think we kind of maybe leave out some of the people that are already in that temple that need to hear that message just as well. And for us specifically, when we're looking at independent artists within the culture, I think there's a real opportunity to, for discipleship and to pour into them and help them grow not only in their music abilities, but in their walk as well. And that's something that, you know, we felt, you know, was just an opportunity that God was putting in front of us that we had to take advantage of. Gotcha. Gotcha. So if you could just, and I don't know if you've done this yet, but if you could say, if somebody were to ask you what the 520 collective is in, in one sentence, what would you say it is? Well, kind of our motto is where music meets ministry and the indie artists take center stage. Okay. Uh, the way I break it down is, you know, we just look to, unite those within the CHH culture and make connections that's going to help grow our ministries and grow the kingdom of God. Gotcha. And, and it's not just uh, artists. It's not just indie artists, but uh, you know, if you go to the website, you can see there's, you know, late, you know, record labels up, up and coming record labels. There's websites, there's uh, playlist curators. There's a whole ton of different types of, things and, and, and different areas of the music business in general up there for you to kind of check out. So can you just cover kind of what some of those are and, and, and why you kind of have those up there? Uh, definitely. I mean, one thing we wanted to do, we wanted it to be, uh, I mean, there, there's a lot of different facets to 520 Collective. Uh, there's a lot of flexibility on what we're going to be able to do for people who come along and partner with us. Uh, with that in particular, we wanted like our artist page and our platforms and our services to be basically like a database where artists could go on there and they could check out, you know, a platform like Trackstars or they could check out, you know, a business with Bordeaux and get information about them. But not only that, have a link there to how to connect with that platform or connect with that person who offers a service like a producer and contact them the right way because you know talking with other people like you know I, i've chatted with some producers that do a lot within chh and they're like man you know the worst thing is when artists are just blowing up my dms it's like you know i have a way to get a hold of me properly and right. i was like okay well let's let's help these guys know how to go about it right so they can build those relationships and actually grow with it. So, you know, that part there is a very much database. I, and it's not just for artists, you know, we want fans of CHH to be able to go in there, check out the artist page and find artists that maybe they haven't heard of, be able to get a little information about them and get links to their content as well. Uh, or artists could jump in there, learn about other artists that they could partner up with to create. Right, right. Yeah, that's important, man, because, you know, we have a lot of people uh, with, you know, just track stars, and I've heard kind of the same thing happens at Rapzilla and, and with Wade O, is people don't really uh, understand the best way to contact somebody or uh, send in music or things like that. And so they just kind of Hail Mary it to everybody and hope somebody catches it. 
And yeah. it just, you know, business-wise, that isn't the good move. Uh, and, and I think having the, the best ways to contact some of these people, uh, that is very helpful. It's extremely helpful. And I think being able to have that up there is, is going to be a tremendous help to people who are just, especially those who are getting started, involved, don't really have a huge, you know, backing behind them or a lot of people, you know, kind of more uh, already introduced in the industry, things like that. It would be a great tool. And so the, the, I guess one of the other questions I would have is uh, just kind of in general, uh, the the startup of the website because you're getting ready to post a podcast here in the next week or so and so uh, just kind of the nuts and bolts how did you end up with the podcast what was your your process in creating that and in, in the the website itself well so you know we were talking about it and honestly you know like I'm not a web designer by any means uh, but we were like one of those things where we're like, okay, we don't have a, a really any budget to do this, right? So we could wait until we have maybe some extra money. But if I take money out of my pocket, I'm taking it out of my family's pocket as well to do it. Exactly. Um, you know, if we wanted to go on and get a, you know, a website where we're paying for hosting each month, I mean, you're you're talking about upfront cost, and that's something that we definitely discussed. But I was like, you know what? You know, neither, you know, with, with me and my partner, Nate Shelton, you know, we we're like, neither one of us are necessarily in a spot where that's the best option right now. But we didn't want to let that hold us back. So we just went on um, and found through Blogger, which is run by Google, you know, a way that you can get free web hosting through them. And they're the only one that I'm aware of where you can get free web hosting plus have a custom domain. Uh, so that works out really well for what we're doing. I mean, we went on there, we were able to kind of work within a template, customize it, you know, to a look that we were, you know, good with at this point. Cause we know that as it grows, we're going to have those options to build what we're doing with the website in general. And it, it, you know, for me personally, it really helped because that's where our out of the pin baseball all started with, uh, you know, it started with a site through them as well. Um, that's done really well. We, we've seen good traffic on there. So we know that it can, you know, handle, you know, a decent amount of clicks or people being on the site at one time uh, without any issues. So we're like, this is a good spot for us to start. And really the kind of the same thing with the podcast as well. Uh, you know, whenever Rick Sincere, you know, brought me on to, MTMV Sports, which was Trackstar Sports at that time, you know, they didn't have a really a baseball presence at all. And I'd been writing, you know, baseball um, story, specifically Kansas City Royals stuff for for a uh, Royals site run through Fansighted uh, for a while. And so he he gave that opportunity to me to come on and kind of head up a baseball aspect to Trackstar Sports. Um, but it was through podcasting, which was totally, totally new to me. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm confident in my writing ability, not as confident, you know, and, and doing a podcast, but it, it, I learned the process with that out of the pen. And when we got 520 collective set up and we had this idea for this podcast that we thought could really be beneficial for artists to hear, you know, I'd been through that startup process, you know, I, I knew how to get that in place and, you know, lucky for us, 
um, Sean and Ryan over there at track stars, you know, they, uh, you know, one heard our idea and then we did a little pilot type demo that we gave to them and they were like, Hey, you know, this works for track, uh, track stars podcast network as well. So, you know, they're helping us, you know, get this thing off the ground as well, which we're really thankful for as well. Also. Yeah. That, uh, and, and just, you know, since you mentioned it, in case anybody wants to know that the podcast and the, the ah, track stars podcasting network, uh, it's, it's just kind of a collective of podcast that track stars is helping to push to get, uh, more godly content out into the market in general. And, um, so if you're interested in podcasting at all, you know, you can hit us up, uh, contact us at trackstars.com or you can just hit me up, you know, whatever, and we'll help get that going. Cause you know, we definitely need more podcasts out there. We need more, uh, top podcasts in all of the genres and all of them. And so, right. So yeah, man. Uh, so as far as, uh, kind of what were your thoughts on, you know, cause you were saying that you and Nate didn't really have, you know, the finances to kind of go into it. Uh, is, is there a way that you had figured you could monetize the site or, uh, do you have a future on monetization ongoing? Yeah, we, we've got, um, some monetizing that's already happened with 520 collective. Um, one of those being through sponsorships for our podcast, we kind of looked at how we wanted to lay out the show and we're going to do it monthly and we figured we'll have three podcast sponsorships available three slots um and the people that we've talked to you know we told them the vision and what we hope to accomplish with the with the podcast and we've had people that's come along and want to partner with us to help that grow and the same thing with the website we've got you know a few different options there uh but there is like some sponsorship um ad placements available on the site and what we did is you know we know that our budget is small and that we're building it from the ground up. And we know that we're working with a lot of independent artists. You know, a lot of them are pretty young and we know just from experience that those guys aren't, you know, the ones who are out here with these real high dollar budgets available for what they're creating. I mean, the money that they really has going into making their music as best as they can so we wanted to offer a way that they could share it and promote it that with is within what um, you know pretty much anyone could afford. So most of the uh, most of the sponsorships that we offer is right around the twenty dollar price point right now. Uh, we wanted to make it really affordable. You know, you might not have a hundred or two hundred dollars to promote your song, but most people have a twenty dollar bill that they could put into it, and um, you know it's it's working pretty well for us so far i mean we're building up a little bit we're going to be able to put it back into 520 and help it grow and the more that we can you know put into it and and grow the platform it's really just going to help those people whether it's artists or other platforms uh, that have chosen to partner with us i think it's going to help grow everybody you know help gain more exposure all right man so uh so let's talk about the actual podcast a little bit the 520 collective podcast uh one what's the focus going to be of the podcast and uh how are y'all going to like who's going to be on it what's your your goal going to be your strategy and how's it going to sound yeah man the podcast is something that we're really excited about 
the, the focus of it is to really be able to give valuable information to independent artists. And so it's me and Nate Shelton that are going to be the primary uh, host on there. Uh, we are kind of maybe looking at rotating some guys in that are affiliated with 520 as well. Um, but the plan is to have two segments each podcast. And in the first segment, it's going to feature a song from an independent artist. So what we're doing is we have a submission process through the website where uh, artists can send us their songs. And we're specifically looking for songs that maybe they're working on or just maybe something that they just recently released that they're looking for feedback on. Because uh, we're going to play it, obviously give it a little of ex- bit of exposure that way. But then we're going to have a breakdown session on the show where we're, we cover five different categories. Uh, we're looking at writing, production, the hook, the flow, and the mixing and mastering. And we're talking about those different elements and you know what do we like, what do we feel is like maybe some constructive criticism we can give, uh, what is you know just advice on you know the next step that those artists can take uh so that's the first segment is playing the song breaking it down and then the second segment of each show we are going to have an industry insider uh, on there for an interview uh you know people that can give really good advice from their side of the culture to those artists so like for our first podcast we have poetics that we interviewed and he's talking about you know what does it look like whenever an artist approaches a producer you know how how should it be done correctly so that that producer wants to work and build with you um you know there's a lot of times where you know like he kind of went over this in the interview with us you know where you know guys just come at him wrong and yeah he may sell you a beat but if you go about it the right way, you might not be the best yet, not even the best version of you yet. But if you do it properly, you know, that starts building that relationship to where he's going to want to build and grow with you as you are improving in your craft. So that's, you know, it's going to be a two segment uh, podcast, song breakdown, and then an interview with some with the industry insider. Gotcha. Gotcha. That sounds good, man. Cause I think it's, you know, it, it, there's no matter whose song you play, it's still going to be helpful information for anybody. Right. And, uh, because they can hear it and see if their you know, style song, whatever sounds like that. And, uh, and overall though, I think, uh, one of the, the you know, the biggest problems that I always run into with listening to music submissions is people's mixing and mastering is off mm-hmm. and, you know, like the, it's like the main thing they focus on is getting a good beat, and that's where they put all their money. Right. And then they don't put any money into the uh, the the post production stage. And so, yeah, you got to have that on point. And um, so hopefully you'll have some 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 songs that come in, and you can make sure they understand that. And yeah. uh, now, question: Have you ever been in a position where you've had to give uh, constructive criticism? I mean, definitely. Uh, I mean, I was in retail for many, many years. I was a retail store manager, and part of my job there, you know, was to look at the performance of my employees, my team members, and give them that constructive feedback of, okay, 
you did it this way. You probably need to try to do it this way uh, so we get some better results. And I think that, you know, the time that Nate and I have spent, you know, in the different areas of CHH, you know, he, he runs a Spotify playlist. So he listens to songs to see, okay, does this fit on this playlist and his playlist has actually become the official playlist of 520 collective it's uh chh we got the sauce uh, and and that's a growing uh playlist you know the followers are going up on it so uh we're seeing a lot of artists that's wanting to get added on there and he, you know he's looking for those elements and you know the same thing for me you know with nectar and with uh you know like video submissions with track stars we see the good, the bad, the ugly, everything in between, right? This like what, what you do with the music submissions. Um, and now we're in a spot where, you know, we, we may have had, you know, a one-off conversation here and there before, but now we're in a spot where we're like, okay, we can really be open and honest and truthful in a way that we're going to be able to give them something that we can use. And it, it can be difficult. It can be real difficult having those conversations, but when you're doing it on a podcast, you're not looking at someone in the eye. You're not, you know, having to tell them, you know, over the phone, you know, directly, you can be fully transparent on, you know, this is good. This needs to be worked on. So I think it's going to be a really right. good uh, thing for us to grow and, and being able to support these artists and at the same time helping them grow in what they're trying to do, you know, as a ministry. Yeah. And I also, I also would say that, uh, one of the things that kind of helped me understand criticism and stuff is, you know, kind of listening to the like line for line showdowns or the line for lines from track stars and hearing them, you know, kind of be honest. Yeah. And the, the funny thing is you could tell by certain people, uh, how they analyze a song like Sean is the the sandwich master, you know, <laughs> right. and uh, so make sure when you're breaking these songs down, you do that sandwich nice and smooth. Oh yeah, because uh, I'll tell you this because because <laughs> because there's been people who have actually uh, complained about the critiques that they've gotten for their music on the showdown, and even though they'll send it in, they really don't want to hear anything bad. Right, and that's what I mean, you know. I've been a fan of track stars for a lot of years before actually joining the team. And a big part of that is line for line, you know, so that's definitely um, something that has kind of inspired to some degree what we're doing with the podcast. And that's definitely a talk that, you know, Nate and myself had prior to getting it off the ground is okay. If we're going to do this, we have to be able to be, completely honest you know and and not just fluff it um whenever it comes to this feedback uh and the way i look at it is if you are sending in a song and you're asking for feedback you got to have that you know that thick skin sometimes and be able to accept it you know the correct way um you know it's constructive criticism for a reason uh we're not sitting there trying to tear you down we want you to get better we want you to succeed truly um and if if you're just looking for people to be yes men you may be you know in the wrong business that's true that's true uh yes men are dangerous right. and yes i said the word dangerous 
Because if you have people where all they do is big you up all the time, you're never going to grow. That's 100%. And so, I mean, I think people need to do that with everything. I mean, you know, I think there need to be constructive criticisms on, you know, businesses in general. Uh, You know, usually you have mentors that do stuff like that. And so I think anybody out there in any any field, any industry, any market at all, you need to have some type of a mentor that'll be real with you. And, uh, you know, Trackstars has that. And I think, you know, everybody kind of needs to have that, Um, you know, everybody, pastors, teachers, everybody. (laughs) And uh, so having that, you know, being kind of a service, that is kind of a service for for y'all. Now, how do y'all pick the songs that you're actually going to be critiquing on the the podcast? Uh, So, like I said, there's a submission uh, form on our website where artists can turn in their songs to us. And what we've done, you know, for this first one, and it seems to work pretty well, so this is probably what we'll stick with for a little while, is about a week or so before we're going to record the podcast, we go through those submissions. Nate goes, you know, listens to them on his own. I listen through them. And we come back. We say, okay, what were your top three that you'd like to see on or, or maybe, you know, talk about and feature on the podcast? And when we get those down, you know, we look at them from there and say, okay, you know, because it'd be real easy to pick just the best sounding one, and that'd be a really easy thing to give feedback on. Oh, oh well, this is great, you know. Um, but we want to look for ones that have good elements and have areas of improvement as well. So that's what we're kind of looking for: is okay, which one has a little bit of both that we'll be able to give actual, you know, advice that's going to be helpful to them rather than just, Hey, you did a great job. Gotcha. So you're purposely looking for songs that aren't perfect in a way. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I mean, it makes sense because you know, you don't want to necessarily pick a song where you don't have anything really negative to say. You don't have anything that needs to be fixed or critiqued because, uh, that really won't be too helpful. You know, for example, you know, we had one of the submissions for this first podcast that, I mean, great song, fantastic song, actually a song that I've seen some people um, like a Josh from New Release a Day that had on his top releases of 2018, you know, it, it made a list like that. And while it was great and, and we're actually using it as like part of the background um, selection for the podcast it just wasn't great for being constructive to what we're trying to accomplish on our podcast gotcha gotcha now in case anybody was wondering uh if you're wanting to submit to the uh 520 podcast site uh it's on the about page um in the submission form Actually, what you'd want to do is you go to www.520collective.com, and whenever you look on the right-hand side of the page, there is our content box, and in that okay, in that it content is. it says submission form. Okay, okay, cool. I didn't see that on the initial page. I was trying to look to see uh, where to lead people to, but there it is. Yeah. Right now, there. if you go there on the is. on the about page, like if you're wanting to get 
say a listing on our artist page or on our platforms page we also offer um individual like pages as well where you get much more content included in your posting you have a page to yourself um, for those you can go to the about page like you were saying and it's got our email address in there and you can email us about those we don't have just a uh, available submission form because part of what we're trying to do is we want to make you know we want to form relationships we want to make connections with people um, so we don't want you to just come on there there's a form boom we put you on we want to talk with you we want to see how we can support your ministry. We want to you know, build that relationship so that we're growing together and we want people to feel invested. Cause like I've been telling people um, that's come along beside us and see this vision that, Hey, you know, 520 collective is not Nate and myself, you know, we're kind of the facilitators of it, but 520 collective is everyone's involved and wherever it's going to go is where God wants it to go. And where the collective as a whole decides to take it gotcha gotcha yeah i see on your support page you had different uh like sponsorships and stuff so uh so people will automatically just jump on there y'all talk with them and and find out more about them and stuff like that yeah. is that what yeah, i'm hearing definitely, definitely. Gotcha. yeah and that's smart for anybody i mean anybody out there who has uh any type of promotional opportunities you know you want to make sure you figure out you know who it is that is wanting to sponsor and promote no matter what dollar amount one you want to make sure it is actually uh, applicable to your audience you know something your audience would want or needs and you want to make sure the uh, the values of the company or whoever it is that they line up with yours as well yeah. uh, i mean for example we're not going to include like a track stars so we're not going to play a song in the line for line showdown just because somebody pays if it's not somewhat godly Christian content. I mean, if somebody's talking about smacking the booty at the bar, I mean, we're not playing right. that. <laughs> so, you know, you got to be careful because I have heard of some people getting kind of burnt where they'll pay the person accept the money, then they start giving them stuff to promote. And then it's like, whoa, whoa, we don't promote this. And they're like, you already took my money. Like, are you not honoring your, you know, your end of the deal? And, and so uh, I think it's extremely... Uh, smart and good move to do that and that's with anybody yeah uh, anybody out there period well and so you want to line up with people who understand what you're trying to accomplish that see your vision and agree with it you know and want to help grow and and you know they probably have you know i said whether it's an in, in our case whether it's an artist that's trying to grow his music ministry or her music ministry or it's um someone like i'm trying to think of one of our new uh samantha williams she's a, one of our newest listings on the platforms page she's started up uh the chh nation podcast here recently you know we were able to to chat for a while before we got her on the site and it was just something that just made sense you know we're both trying to accomplish you know ultimately what is kingdom business you know and, and you know sharing the gospel with the those that you know we come in contact with through our different uh mediums so you know definitely you know take the time to make sure that you know you're working with people that want to get to the same place you you are right right yeah that's you know you always want to make sure your partners are real partners 
definitely. <laughs> so, uh, so let's so you know before we kind of wrap this up, let, let's talk about the the family aspect of it. Okay. Uh, being married with kids, how do you structure this time and this day? And uh, because I think you know we can both kind of speak to this. And uh, but I, w- I kind of want to hear uh, what it was like whenever you told your wife, "Hey, are you at, you know talk to your wife about." you know, joining the track stars team and what the work there is and, and this, because you have two or three different things that you do. Yeah. So how did you kind of approach that with your wife? Uh, oh, well, first so, of all, first yeah. of all, how long have you been married? And uh, because I think sometimes that does matter because if you're brand new in a marriage, right. I think, and you start throwing all this new stuff in, that can be a little harmful to a new marriage. Yeah. But uh, anyway, kind of give your your thoughts and opinions on it. So I've been married um, 11 and a half years. Yeah, it'd be 12 years this summer. Um, so, you know, we, we've had, you know, a decade-long marriage, marriage before uh, I joined up with Track Stars. And with Track Stars, it was a little bit different. Um, than what we're doing like with 520 collective because at that point um the the uh job that i had been working at that time they came in and the company basically didn't have money to cover payroll and they either let go or laid off 25 percent of the company and in a five-person department i was the newest member of that department Um, so I got, you know, uh, laid off and I was where where we live is very much a tourist driven, um, community. And it was right at the beginning of the year in January, February, where we are, it's hard to find jobs period. Um, so I was working as a substitute teacher, making about half the money I was making before while we were trying to figure out and, and look for other opportunities. And so mm-hmm. I connected with Ryan and, you know, there was just the chance to jump in there um, and do some stuff that wasn't extremely uh, demanding of time and be able to make a little bit of commission to help offset that. So, you know, it was a possible temporary solution and so you know my wife was behind that because we just we needed more streams of income at that point to to try to offset what we were going through um and so you know even with that i tried to do a lot you know maybe like after the kids were in bed or you know just trying to find those times and whenever um my company called me back up and they're like, Hey, you know, we've been able to work through some stuff. We've got a spot that we'd love to get you back into if you want it. You know, I went back to working there at a nine to five. Um, and really I was, what I was doing allowed me to do some things there as well. Um, you know, on breaks or, or whatever the case was. Um, so I tried to keep it as balanced as possible. Um, with starting five twenty collective, I mean, it, it's it's been a little bit easier uh, because earlier this year I graduated with my bachelor's degree and I was able to get uh, hired on in the ed- education field. I was uh, given an offer there, uh, so I come in and I've got teacher hours, you know. So I'm 
you know, the, the school day ends at three o'clock. And basically what I've done is I typically stay at my school until about five o'clock, whether I'm doing grad school work or if I'm doing, uh, watching a, some videos for track stars, or if I'm working on 520 collective, you know, writing a new article, whatever the case may be, uh, it's allowed me to have a couple of hours there on my own and still get home at like the time that I had been getting home prior whenever I had, you know, an, a job where I was working until five o'clock in the afternoon. Uh, so it's not really taking away time that previously was dedicated to the family. It, it still stays on that schedule that we had. And so it's worked out really well um, for me, you know, finding that balance because of that schedule that I have. Right. Right. I know it's from, for myself personally, there's, been times where you know i've wanted to do something new and my wife's like okay when are you gonna have time to do that right and you know so i learned after trying to do 50 things but for me it nothing started with like side hustle stuff or any of these side things i do now it was like youth ministry stuff church ministry stuff Mm -hmm. where i would agree to you know sign up to do something every week or every other week and at first it was okay then i would do more and do more and do more and my wife was like uh i'm a single mom now essentially right and so it took me i mean i've been married for you know almost 10 or uh, almost 11 years i think you're probably one year ahead of us and so it took me about five of those years to understand, okay, you have got to be better balanced and learn how to say no and learn how to not start 50,000 things. <laughs> right. And, you know, and I think sometimes, uh, you know, like a, a Gary V podcast can inspire somebody to go out and do and do and do and do. And your wife isn't ready for you to go and do and do and do and do. Right. Right. Well, uh, now I will say that um, I, I, I kind of have that same maybe flaw where like I I want to say yes to stuff and I want to help. You know, it's something that God has kind of worked on me with on being able to really look at it and say, okay, what is you know is this something that's important enough that I need to be able to figure out how to make this work? Um, another big aspect for me has been whenever something new has presented itself finding out ways to kind of scale back in other areas to you know kind of fit that into the schedule and you know part of it you know like with nectar for example i know me and you had that conversation you know i was you know heavy on the account manager side for a while and then we started bringing in several artists and we started building these account manager teams that worked with us and training them on how to, you know, run those accounts, you know, well and be able to provide a good service for our artists. And whenever our 520 started really gaining some momentum here and looking like it was going to take off, one of the really good things that was in place was, you know, a, a guy in Roderick Barr who, was really invested in nectar man and he was he was in a spot where he could take over more responsibility and and i had to be okay with saying okay i know i've been a big part of building this over the last year 
but I need to be able to hand it off to him so that I can go work on this and, and trust that he's going to accomplish that. So, I mean, you know, that's where that investing in people comes in and you want to, you know, create people that's going to eventually take over for, for you so that you can either work behind the scenes more or just be a support, whatever it may be. Yeah. One of my favorite teachers, biblical teachers, uh, listening to him teach about mentorship and succession. And he said that your number one goal as a leader is finding people to replace you. Right. Like that's, that's your leadership goal. That's what leaders do is they're always looking who is going to replace me and take over my spot. And, uh, because leaders are naturally going to lead wherever they're at. So it's not like, you know, you're going to leave and have nothing to do when they're going to take over. Eventually you're going to move on to something else. Yeah. And so that's, you know, I think, you know, as you're, you were talking about with the, the nectar and things like that is I think that's essentially the way, you know, I, I think that's the way one, that's the way God had taught. I mean, Jesus had 12 disciples and then the disciples had groups that they were over. And so that's just a, a biblical thing. And, you know, even if you look at like, like church planners, I mean, you, you, you have people that go out and they go around and plant churches. They teach people how to run the church, how to take over a said pastor, administrator, X, Y, Z. And, uh, so I think, you know, in a side hustle stage, side businesses, stuff like that, it's extremely important to one, if you're doing something, make sure it's not all about you. Mm hmm. Because if it is, you're not going to train anybody to succeed you. Oh, no. Yeah. And, and and so you have to have that mentality of, okay, I'm here to build somebody else up. Right. And I, and and so, I can tell you that from my experience. You know, I had, you know, a few different, you know, blogs and websites that I, you know, started over the past few years. And I was the only one doing anything with them. And yeah, I had, I would get maybe like 30 or 50 views on a post or something like that, but, um, it never took off, you know, these ideas didn't, but then whenever we started out of the pin baseball, we came in and there was at one point eight of us, you know, that were doing different things with that. And like, you know, we, we launched that, uh, website on Memorial day of 2018. And as I sit here right now, we're, over a hundred thousand page views on that site, you know, for, and, and that's just goes to building a team that's just as passionate as you are about it. You know, there's no way I could have come close to any kind of numbers like that on my own. Right. Right. Yeah. I feel you, man. That's, uh, that's an area where, you know, I've, been thinking myself on trying to get people to to come into the different things I'm involved with and see if they want to do more and try to get involved because even the business with the Bordeaux website, you know, it, it really needs more written, uh, written content. Right. And so I've been trying to find people who are wanting to do some more writing as well as the Solomon sports podcast. And I'm sure, you know, you're doing that with the 520 and track stars is doing it for track stars. Definitely. So every, everybody's trying to find people and trying to get them to be able to do more of what they want to do. Yeah. Well, and you know, and, like the thing that Sean and Ryan that they do a really good job of is they put people in a place where they feel a sense of ownership to what they're doing. You know, you're, you're not just doing it for somebody. They're trusting you to take it and run with it and build it and whenever you can instill that ownership 
no matter what you're in, you know, that, that was a big thing that I tried to do whenever I was working in retail, you know, I would tell my team, Hey, you guys are just as much a part of the success as I am. So you give me your ideas or you, you bring stuff to the table and let's, let's try it. Yeah. 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 That's a great point. But so going back, <laughs> we kind of straight away, uh, partly my fault, but so kind of going back to the family. So what you say you do is you have time outside of home where you do all of your, your non-home stuff. Is that right? Yeah, I mean, that's no, I won't say I don't do anything at home because I do, but I try as much as I can to limit it. You know, like whenever I know I've got a phone call that I need to make, you know, to talk with an artist or, or a potential partner or whatever it may be, you know, my first thing is I'd say, okay, well, could you do it at like 5 PM my time so that I'm driving home? I've got a, about a 20, 25 minute commute to get from work to my house. So I've got, you know, a 20 minute window there where I can have a phone call. I try to do, look for those kinds of blocks of time to where, if I'm taking a phone call in the car or whatever, I'm not going to be hurt, you know, running into right, the yeah. time of other people. Yeah. And I know I learned that that was one of the things I learned from Ryan because he has about an hour uh, right over at Trackstar. He has about an hour ride home from his work and he handles almost all of his Trackstar's business calls during his ride home. Yeah. And uh, Sean Grant, he'll do interviews and stuff during his lunch break at work. Right. And so, you know, I think you have to know, you have to learn how to build your schedule. You have to utilize every second of your time. And that's probably one of the things I learned about, uh, you know, Gary V is the other day I made a very short video talking about a uh, Bible linear Bible study plan. I'm doing inviting people to do it. And I recorded the video, walking to my mailbox and back. Yeah. And, I was able to post it without really, and not that that's part of my side hustle, but it's something I'm not doing right there with my family that involves my family. So I find time to work on things where I'm not right in my family's presence the best that I can. Now, I still have a lot of work to do that myself. I mean, right now I'm at home doing this interview, but it's the only place I can do interviews at. So, yeah. But, well, and I mean, over time I've been able to, my wife drew some limitations because at one point I was doing like three interviews a week. And, and I would do interviews on my work week. Yeah. And she was like, look, only do them when you're off week, two max in a week. And my wife and I knew how to draw the boundaries. Right. So and, I mean, I think there's there's a couple other little things that I've picked up here recently. Like, I mean, you know, we were obviously on Christmas break, you know, with our school. So I had two weeks off of work. Well, I had a podcast I needed to record, you know, for our baseball site. I had an interview with Poetics I needed to do for this 520 podcast. And I said, okay, I'm going to go to my classroom for a couple of hours and I'm doing these back to back, you know. And whenever I put them together and I, you know, tell my wife ahead of time, hey, this is what I need to do. This is my plan. Will this work? You know, involve her in it. 
um, you know, rather than, oh, well, I need to record this this day, and oh, man, tomorrow I need to record this as well. If I can put them together, then it's not as big of a deal typically. And and another thing that I've been trying to do, which I'm not doing a very good job of at this point, but I'm hoping to get better, I was kind of inspired by a video that Ruslan put out on his YouTube channel um, talking about you know, going to bed a little earlier, getting a little bit better sleep uh, because of the time that you're resting and then getting up earlier in the day. And so for me, if I can get up, you know, an hour, hour and a half before I have to leave for work, I can do some stuff at my house before I leave and not bother anyone because they're still asleep, you know? So, um, that's something I'm trying to get better at doing, but I mean, looking at, okay, how can I make some adjustments? That's not going to hinder everyone else basically. Yeah. That's one thing that I do myself is I wake up about an hour before everybody else does sometimes an hour and a half if I can. And like, that's when I do my Bible reading and then I'll do my other reading or any other kind of work that I need to get done. I go in my office, I get that done and the more I can do it with people sleeping, I mean, I get less sleep than other people in the house if I do that, but it allows me to still do what I love to do outside of the typical everyday at home life. Right. So, so yeah, that's a good point, man. Going to bed earlier, waking up earlier, uh, so you don't necessarily sacrifice the much needed rest, but you're still able to do what you love doing. Definitely. So, so yeah, man. Well, I think this this has been a very good productive conversation, and uh, and if people want to hit you up and talk about this more or get your thoughts on anything, advice, whatever, man, where can they hit you up at? Uh, probably the best thing would be to hit me up on Twitter. Uh, it is at Eric Boston three uh, at Eric Boston and the number three. Uh, you can DM me on there, or if you want to go to uh, the Five Twenty Collective. Uh, website and that's www.520collective.com 520 spelled out it's not numbers uh you can you know hit me up with the with the email for the site there and i'll see it or go onto our services page and i have a listing on there for my uh freelance writing that i do and so that can take you to my personal blog site where i kind of promote my writing um and there's a contact form there as well Okay, cool deal, man. Cool deal. Well, everybody, make sure you hit them up. Go over to 520collective.com, 520 spelled out. Uh, how about on social media as far as uh, 520? Yeah, uh, you can find 520 on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Uh, it's just at 520CHH on all those platforms. Cool deal, cool deal, man. Well, Eric, I appreciate your time. And looking forward to seeing how this podcast rollout does. And uh, and looking forward to listening to it and getting some feedback. And, uh, and you know, people, you can actually listen to this. And you could probably find out how you could give critiques to your friends who may be artists who want your opinions, too. So, Oh, yeah, man. I mean, there's, that's something that they're looking for. They want people to be honest with them. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Well, like I said, I appreciate it. And uh, hopefully we'll be able to get you back on later on to get some updates and some some more lessons learned and all that good stuff, man. Oh, man, I appreciate the opportunity, Jason. All right, take it easy, man. You too. All right, there you have it. That's the interview with Eric 
Boston. If you have any questions about the 520 Collective, make sure you hit him up on all social media at Eric Boston 3. That's E R I C Boston 3. The number 3, not the word. However, if you want to go to 520 Collective, it's the word spelled out. 520 Collective. <laughs> just wanted to confuse you just a tiny bit there. Uh, but anyway, uh, I'm very appreciative for Eric taking the time out being a part of the show. The very first interview of the year, the first show of the year. Uh, you know, hopefully we can get this thing started right. Uh, get those goals met for this year. Uh, I do want to shout out again, Aaron Simpkins at True Strength Apparel for being a dedicated sponsor for the show. Thank you so much. And uh, if you want to be a sponsor of the show, a patron for the show, you can head over to patreon.com slash business with Bordeaux, or you could just go to the website businesswithbordeaux.com. I also want to thank uh, Solomon's Porch Podcast. We've got some great stuff over there. Make sure you go check that out, solomonsporchpodcast.com, especially if you're a fan of comic books or just discipleship in general. That's a good place for you to go get that. Uh, Track Stars Podcasting Network that was mentioned there in the show. Shout out to them. There's a lot of podcasts coming out this year under that umbrella. So make sure you head over to trackstars.com and look under uh, the, the different things that they have there. And what else? What else do I want to shout out the start of the year? There's a lot of things that's going on and a lot of interviews I'm going to try to get done this year. There's some I wanted to do last year, but I wasn't able to actually... Uh, meet that goal. Uh, I still want to interview some label owners, some other folks in the business world. And if you have any ideas or suggestions on somebody I should interview, then make sure you hit me up and let me know. And I'll try to reach out and see if we can make that work. So anyway, I guess that's it for the show this week. First show 2019. Again, I hope everything's starting off well for you. And I will see y'all again in a couple weeks. And always remember that the more you learn, the more you know, and the more you know, the more you grow. Thanks and God bless.